0: Welcome to Horns Up, and yes, today we've got music on our mind, Midpoint 2020 edition. We've reached the halfway point of the year, and Peter, if you told me in January 2020 that uh, all of us are going to be listening to more music than we ever have before, because we have lots more time for it, well, I wouldn't have believed you.
1: Yeah, man. If you, if you told me this in March, the beginning also, I'd have been like, yeah, yeah, what's going to happen? But here we are both sitting at home, stuck for I don't know how long. (laughs) It's like, I know we've crossed 100 days for sure.
0: Yeah, we definitely have. But for what it's worth, the lockdown has meant that both Peter and I have heard lots. And now, because we've reached the halfway point, we've decided to prune our lists to get you our top five picks of albums or EPs released between Jan and June twenty twenty. Now, of course, if you heard last week's episode, we drew up some rules, namely no picks from bands or albums we've already featured on the podcast. That means, though I really wanted to include them in my picks, but uh, albums like Rock the Highway by Girish and the Chronicles, Habits by Elephantry, the Heaven Beast album, the Riot Peddlers EP, Diarchy, Spitfire, Sojourners, Premonitions, Mass Vessel from the Mythical Human Vessel trilogy, and so on and so forth, aren't on my list. Uh, Any of those that uh, would have made this exercise tougher for you, Peter?
1: Yeah, man. I I was like debating, should I put riot peddlers in there? But I was like, I'm not sure what you'll say (laughs) or how you'll react. But uh, yeah, I mean, of course, uh, since we talked last week, uh, elephantry habits would definitely be uh, high up there. Uh, Sojourner, you've already mentioned, uh, this should come as no surprise. to anyone who's been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, Chepang Chata was high up there um, and I don't know why but like Grindcore, I've been listening to a lot so of course Creative Waste uh, Condemned mm. and uh, now I'm cheating a bit and I had to like actually check uh, but the thing is like thanks to the band I actually have uh, Takatuk's album Acrophase. And yeah. they've released four singles so far from the album. So, yeah, almost more than half the album is out. But, uh, yeah, since we've already featured them early this year, uh, they're also not part of the list. But, yeah, man, come on. I know Zen and Luke, if you're listening, release that album soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, you better come on. What are you guys waiting for now? <laughs> In any case, the, finally, the other rule was that we do our picks alphabetically, no rankings. So, before we get into our picks, Peter, any honourable mentions that you have?
1: Nah, man. I Like, I picked five that really I've been listening to a lot. And uh, it, it, it was a little tough. But at the end of the day, I just stuck to five. I mean, I know I, I'm pretty sure you have an honourable mention list in those.
0: Okay. And feel free to react to them one by one. I'll run through all of them. Okay. There was this Acid Mammoth album, which was uh, Under Acid Hoof uh Necro uh, beautiful black metal. Uh the album was called The Ones from Hell. Weller Thak's split Intronauts fluid existential inversions. Uh wait, hang on,
1: hang on. So wait, you said Well Weller Okay, come back. I that I I am. I take that. Uh, what was next? Intronaut. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, these are all honorable mentions. <laughs>
1: not 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 gonna say much.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Psychonaut had a beautiful album called Unfold the Godman, Demonic Dead Judge, a band that I discovered uh, during the lockdown. Fantastic Doom Metal. Uh okay. Joe Satiani Shapeshifting was a brilliant album. I really enjoyed it. Maybe because I think it was finally it finally had the time to actually listen to a whole Joe Sat album which I haven't mm-hmm. done in a long time. Uh, yeah. Traveler, the, one of the Canadian bands that we've uh, not spoken to yet, but who I wanted to talk to um, with their Termination Shock album. That was one of the ones that stood out for me. Uh, I mentioned this earlier on the podcast, I think, or was it to you in a previous conversation? I'm not sure, but there's this band called Total Fucking Destruction.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Love them.
0: Yeah, but uh, they released a stellar <laughs> slab of music which was called To Be Alive at the End of the World. And it was like right, right at the beginning of the lockdown or around that time when the world really needed that kind of angst. <laughs> uh, yeah. Another black metal album that had a really um, that I've spoken to earlier about was sm- uh, SWAT Const with their album Black Waves. Uh, black Rainbows released a beautiful album called Cosmic Ritual Super Trip. Witnesses another Doom Metal band which uh, did a beautiful album called Doom Two. Um the French band Fang or Fange, I don't know how you pronounce that. They've peaceful. Yeah, they've had uh, they've had two releases this year so far. They've done an E P. Yeah, they've done an E P called Point or Point, I don't know how to pronounce that. That's P-O-I-G-N-E, and another album called Pudier, or again, I don't know how to pronounce that, P-U-D-U-D-E-U-R. So if someone knows French, correct me on those. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks to Jack Townley from Elephant Tree, I discovered uh, Lord Buffalo's "Tohu Wa Bohu," which was fucking fantastic.
1: Just left to listen to that one. Huh. But yeah, that's on my list to listen list.
0: Okay, Cult of Fire had a pretty good two EP or two album. I don't know how you want to club them together, but I'm clubbing them together. The Uh, good black metal uh, in the form some Nirvana and Moksha Um, long distance calling (laughs) I have to shout them out because uh, yes we we are in touch with the band we'll be getting you an interview with them soon they are fucking killing it on their latest album which is which was released just last Friday it's called How Do We Want to Live oh my god what fucking this was this was like absolutely fucking awesome music and uh, yeah That Void Ceremony album that you shared with me, again, just last week's release, pretty good stuff. Again, another release that was just last week, which was uh, The Bell Witch and Aerial Ruin, release Stygian Bow Volume 1. I don't know if you've heard that one yet.
1: No, I haven't.
0: And I'm going to round this off by uh, honorably mentioning one of the artists that I've introduced you to, uh, who released a beautiful album in the beginning of the year. Uh, Her name is Poppy, and the album was I (laughs) Disappear."
1: I don't know, Poppy, I'm I'm still on the fence on her, dude. Um, Didn't she do like a bunch of other crazy stuff recently? And I linked you to, I can't remember, like some cover or something.
0: Yeah, she did a cover of uh, Tattoo's All the Things She Said, which is... Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but uh, what was even better was seeing Poppy at uh, performing live with WWE. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah those those live performances were awesome yeah so there you have it those were my long list of honorable mentions and now let's just get through them since i've been talking a lot on this podcast <laughs> so far peter start off with your list
1: okay so I, uh, this is like some coincidence of sorts but this album released in uh, january mm. uh, and for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while know i'm a huge fan of uh Holy Roar Records. Uh, so this is a psychedelic doom act from Leicester, UK. They call, and I'm going to butcher this, I'm sure, Karganjua. So they released an album called Toward the Sun. Mm. And what's really cool about the album is like, it, it, it was in a similar vein to Elephant Tree for me. But uh, yeah, this released in Jan and it's still on my phone. I still listen to it uh, quite often and it's one of those uh, albums you kind of listen and you just kind of get totally immersed in. So like when I'm taking a walk or just want to like zone out or something, this is I'll just listen to and you get completely lost in it. Uh, wh- while most doom music is kind of like you know, down tempo or downerish, this is kind of the opposite it kind of leaves you a little more uplifted of sorts i mean if that makes
0: sense mm-hmm. i just did a quick uh, search on apple music they've also got a new ep out which yeah. was released in may 2020 so yeah thanks for telling me about them i'm going to definitely check them out because it definitely ticks all the boxes that i would want to subject my ears to okay so you started off with uh psychedelic music let me Start off with the same. My beginning letter is E. I've got Elder's Omens as my first pick. This was released in April and Omens is the fifth full length by Elder. Now, Elder has a sound that's slightly tough to classify because it's this excellent amalgamation of sorts of uh, progressive and psychedelic and not necessarily fuzzed out, but it's still warm as fuck and it's really heavy. And that magical mix kind of shines on this album too. It's also a bit different from previous releases because there's a new drummer, there's a new guitarist, which means that the band is no longer a trio, but uh, those additions are more than welcome because you end up with songs that I thought were more nuanced than before. And dare I say a performance that just sounded uh, tighter. Again... um, I thought there was a review by Stereo Gum that kind of summed it up the best by saying that it's music for watching clouds drift indifferently by and for losing track of time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I heard a bit of that Elder album. So yeah, that's a good description for anyone who's never heard uh, Elder before. But
0: yeah. Okay, so that's, that's our first picks. Uh, What's the next one, Peter?
1: Well, it's a band you had in your honourable mentions. (laughs) Uh, It starts with the letter I. And that's... uh, Ah, Intronaut album. Yeah. I mean, it released out in Feb. Uh, It was part of our albums to look forward to in 2020. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like, I I guess why it's already so high up in my list uh, this year, to put it into context is I didn't really enjoy their previous album all that much. And, oh really yeah and for some reason like the moment i heard like you know the single span gloss and all of that there was that buzz and i was like okay there's something new uh on the album uh, something different happening there so yeah i mean uh fluid extension inversions uh i i quite enjoyed it. it it it's still an album i revisit from time to time and it you know one of the one of the things about this album even the Garganjua album and things like that is you know with each listen if you kind of like put yourself into it you it's like an onion right Hmm. you just find like these new layers these new things and uh, yeah you can tell like a lot of time is spent in like crafting this soundscape of sorts uh, in there so it's one of those things where it makes me feel that the more you kind of put Effort listening into such kind of tracks or music, the more you kind of get out of it in a way. So, if that makes some sort of sense,
0: it does. It does. Now, I'll I'll tell you why this wasn't higher up on my list. It was only an honourable mentions. Um, I found the album good, no doubt, but somehow it it didn't wow me the way previous internet albums have. Maybe it's because I was already exposed to the singles and uh it still count uh still kind of sounded as this as the same internet formula. and um, like it didn't really wow me to the level of okay it needs a lot of multiple listens. Maybe that view will change. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, you're up next. Ha. So I'm moving all the way to letter S.
1: Already. <laughs> With, okay. Yep, <laughs>
0: already, yeah. So uh the band is called Seven Planets and the album is called Explorer. Um, Seven Planets is an instrument only project, and Explorer is their third album, but the first they've released in eight years. So, the thing about instrumental only projects is that they, well, they, you know, they, t- they tend to get stuck in a formula and everything really just ends up sounding the same um, like two or three or even four albums in. But that really doesn't apply to Explorer. And pardon the pun, but this one got me to explore a variety of moods, uh, which is why I keep revisiting them. The, it's got stuff that makes me go full, happy, energizer bunny, excited to uh, just Sunday morning smiliness, to sheer warmth of comfort and hope. I guess that's why I designated this record feels honest. There's no over-the-top hysterics or anything of that sort. It feels like what you'd hear from your friends who play in a band and have invited you to their jam room and it's just a long jam of sorts. Uh, The only minor complaint I had was that the drums sound clicky and thin but they could definitely have been boosted a little bit. Uh, Again, I think I've uh, told you about this one multiple times or at least once on WhatsApp.
1: Probably. I I can't remember now. But the name does sound familiar.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, what's next on your
1: list? Okay, uh, this one is like a complete shift in sound. And uh, this is a band from Ankara, Turkey. It's called Molested Divinity. The mm-hmm. album's called Unearthing the Void. And uh, this came out in March on New Standard Elite Records. Another record label that if you know, like they release just like the most brutal and heavy music known yeah. to mankind and it just like keeps pushing the envelope uh, but yeah I mean uh, th- w- one thing about this album is that uh, in a very strange way like even though it's all just like you know those guttural growls and uh, how else do I describe the drums except like face smashing in and then just like tremolo picking it just goes faster and more brutal it It's just something that, you know, you just want to, like, get you pumped up. So, yeah, and I've really enjoyed. I mean, Molested Divinity, I've been following for a while. But, uh, yeah, this album is uh, something else altogether. And uh, it's, like, on hyper speed of sorts. Just, like, so fast. And each track, you think, like, okay, how much more heavier? How much more brutal can they get? Oh, yeah, they deliver. <laughs> they deliver. They keep going on, so... Yeah, really get them on the
0: podcast.
1: Yeah, we should. I've actually, so uh, the vocalist uh, for the band, uh, Batu, is actually uh, you, one of like the old guys from the Turkish scene of sorts. He has this mm. other band called Cenotap. So I didn't make the connection, but yeah, it's cool to have, uh, see him on this. So I've spoken to his, uh, Batu a while back, so I should definitely uh, connect with him again.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, I'm moving on to the letter T. (laughs) I'm guessing this album is on your list as well. I'm not sure, but uh, we have to talk about Temple of Voids, the world that was.
1: Uh, I I don't know why it it would have been in my honorable mentions, but I just like didn't (laughs) include Ah, it. So it's
0: not in your list. Okay, cool. All right, so this album is by a band I'd never heard before, okay? So I'm putting it out there, and well, now I'm, like, this huge fan of sorts because it was so freaking good that it got me super excited to discover their earlier releases, which kind of doesn't happen a lot with uh, uh, Death Doom for me, even though I really like Doom. But uh, their previous releases completely, like, Led, filled in the context for why this was one of the most anticipated albums of the year uh, but enough about all of that let's just talk a little bit about this album released in March The World That Was is Temple of Void's third album and in my opinion this album should definitely be listed as an example in the heavy metal dictionary of uh, examples for death doom perfection as such the tempo throughout is largely mid-paced but there's so much fucking atmosphere the riffs are great the songwriting just keeps building a lot of suspense and just releasing all that tension. It's like a constant ebb and flow of stuff. It's very masterfully done. Uh, I really enjoy interludes that make sense and actually help uh, bring an album, like, you know, actually add to the album rather than distract you from it. And they've got a fabulous acoustic interlude, which I think is a signature of sorts now. Um, What can I say? It's a brilliant fucking album.
1: Yeah, I've I, I quite enjoyed it also. And you know, the cool thing about uh, Temple Void is like they're so consistent now. Yeah. So, like Even if they put out an EP by the end of the year, I'll just, it's one of those blind buys literally for me. It's just because the way they've kind of uh, cemented their position. And uh, yeah, you know, like Death and Doom, there are like so many multiple ways you can mix it up and all. But these guys just have got it like perfected. So yeah, yeah I hope I hope they don't try and experiment any sorts with their sound anymore.
0: Well, this album, like like having heard their previous releases, this album kind of uh is more doomy than it is deathy. if you if, yeah. which, is, which is a bit unlike what their previous releases was, but uh, I think this album is the sweet spot for me at the moment at least. So yeah, I'm okay for experimentation as long as it hits the sweet spot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so next. yeah, I I move on to S now. Uh, another label again, who's been consistently putting out great music is Everlasting Spew Records. So earlier, I think I I can't remember if I sent this to you, but like earlier this week uh, or last week at least, uh, they released an album by a band called Serox, and it's called War. Uh, so. The, the cool thing about this band, right, is uh, it's put together by this guitarist called Antonio Freire. Mm. and he started it out as a solo project and now like as this is their third or fourth release, yeah, uh, he's got together like this all-star lineup, he's got like members from uh, Sitalis, uh Benighted, Sutra and they're all like an international lineup And these guys are all like, he's got like Kevin Pardis from uh, United playing drums on this album. And it's just crazy. Like, it's five new tracks and like two uh, demos from 2011. But this is just like all balls out death metal. I mean, like, it kind of reminds me like what death metal should sound like. Like, This is not like overproduced, none of that triggered stuff kind of thing. It's just like pure death metal and... Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed that, even though it's come out recently, but uh, pretty sure this is going to stay high up on the list before the end of the year.
0: Okay, cool. So nice coincidence. I've got an album that was released very recently too. This one's by a band called Wild Creature and the album is Glory Glory, Apathy Took Hell with exclamation marks in them. (laughs) Uh, this one's a bit of a doozy. One of the few albums that I picked out purely because of the artwork. Google it right now. Glory, glory, apathy took hell. Google that and tell me that isn't one of the most striking covers you've seen in a long time. So once you've digested that artwork, let's talk a little bit about the music. The reason why it's a bit of a doozy was because the album forced me to go back and revisit it a lot of times. Now, it forced me to do this, it, I I didn't like do it out of my own will, as such. And I'll tell you where that was. It also maybe because of proximity bias, because the album was released a couple of weeks back in June itself. But uh, what you said about the onion kind of holds true over here. There are a lot of layers. The it's very grimy. It's dirty. It's got a very sludgy, slow place to it, a slow pace to it. It's almost suffocating in parts. It's not. Funeral doom, but there's still there's a lot of repetition and textures and um, that soundscape, I guess, is what's making me go back to this one a lot. I have to mention that there is a fabulous choir-driven song that will surely get lots of uh, space and reviews and opinions, etc. So check that particular track out definitely. It's weird overall this album, but it's great weird. It's not bad weird.
1: Yeah, I, I'm 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 surprised. I haven't checked it out as yet. Considering like you know, I'm just looking up, and I've actually been getting their albums for a while now. So I should definitely check out this new one. It, and yeah, it's weird. Is I think the simplest way to describe their music.
0: <laughs> All right. What's your final pick?
1: My final pick is an album which I think I've told you about so it shouldn't come as any surprise to you. Ulcerate, stare Into Death and hmm. Be Still. Yeah. I mean, so this is the fifth I was expecting th- that. Yeah, this is the fifth album from the, I think probably the best known New Zealand metal act. Uh, and, you know, again, what happened with Ulcerate, right, is that I think Why, again, I enjoyed this album a lot more is because on their previous one, I don't know where they kind of like lost it in a way because like Ulcerate is known for that, you know, dissonance, atmospheric, uh, just like gives you the creepy crawlies kind of sound, right? That's the kind of soundscape that they build. And then they just hit you with that doomy death kind of thing. But uh, yeah, this one it just released at the right time, I guess. And I mean, come on stare into the death and we still, You, it's like a metal <laughs> title kind of thing. So been listening to that a lot. And again, you just get lost in this. This is a kind of like, because I guess, and that reflects in all my previous picks is because like we said at the start, you have time to like kind of just get immersed in this kind of music uh, mm-hmm. and just kind of like surrender of sorts. So yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed this. It 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 does like I mean, for some people, it I guess it depends the mood because it creates a bit of that claustrophobic kind of feeling. So mm. it leaves you a bit uneasy by the end of it, and at some point you're just like, okay, what's gonna happen next, kind of thing. But uh, mm. it's it's worked for me. So yeah, my last pick: Ulcerate, stare into the into death and be still.
0: I had that album on my long list, but I think I need to spend more time with it because it still hasn't vowed me even though uh, like, I'm pretty sure this album will be in the top tens at the end of the year for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and I think the timing also was great. I mean, if you look at some of the albums, right, uh, they just released at the right time of sort, like March, April, when You know, everyone kind of had more time to uh, get into this music and all. I mean, I don't know. That's just what I feel at this point.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you. Okay, so that brings me to my last pick. And again, it's a band that we've featured on the podcast. Not this year. (laughs) 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 We've not featured them, actually. I've only spoken about them. And this should come as no surprise to you. But it's uh, Wolf Valhalla.
1: Yeah. I was waiting for that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you've been with Hansa right from the start, you'd remember that I'd chosen Wolftooth's first album, the self-titled Wolftooth, Tooth, as one of my top picks for 2018. And well, that means I had a lot of expectations from this album. Uh, Valhalla released in May. And as the second record, it does a superb job of basically upping the ante for the band. You can sense that there was a lot of homework and thought on the songwriting front. And while the lyrics and vocals aren't usually a style I really enjoy, on this one, I have no complaints whatsoever. It's a fuzzy, warm Stoner Doom album that's got some great songs on it. It's really quite superb. And yes, we've been trying to fucking get them for a long time now, but no luck yet. Oh, well.
1: (laughs) Oh, well. let's tag them on Facebook once this episode goes up <laughs>
0: hey we are fans talk to us now <laughs>
1: yeah. but yeah I actually I can't remember like the, I think the single is fire breather right that they put out yeah Yeah, and it's it's quite catchy like by, by the second or third time around you're just like fire breather <laughs> so <laughs> you, you, you want to sing along it's got that uh, feel good thing so yeah I'm not surprised you brought up Wolf yeah
0: so that was it we've each done our five picks um kind of tells you like if you were to really analyze our individual picks well at least all of my picks are in that weird doomy kind of genre soundscape which means i'm choosing music and repeatedly listening listening to music that makes time pass by easily On your front, though, Peter, I must say that you've got music that also uh, is giving you a lot of energy,
1: (laughs) that that's one of the reasons I've been listening to a lot of different kind of music and things. So yeah, that that works. That's Mm. a good way of putting it, actually.
0: (laughs) What does that tell the world about how we are handling this lockdown? You can take your time and think about that and then let us know. You can reach out to us at hornsuppod.com or just uh, hit us up on Twitter. We are at hornsuppod. Uh, I'm at Asmoani. I'm at trendcrusher. And this has been Hornsupp. Hornsupp, guys.